WVOW Local News, now. A $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of a man wanted for murder out of McDowell County. I'm Aaron Stone. U.S. Marshals are looking for Kenneth Allen Stout on a warrant of first-degree murder. Stout is accused of killing Barbara Baker back on April 1st. Stout was last seen in Dillon County, South Carolina on Interstate 95 North. He's believed to frequent Jacksonville, Bristol, and Kingsland, Georgia. Stout is a white man, stands 5 feet 7 inches, weighs approximately 160 pounds. He has brown eyes, black hair, although he's mostly bald. His right arm and hand have noticeable scarring. McDowell County Sheriff James Muncie said Stout is dangerous. Stout is known to local law enforcement and should be considered dangerous. He has made threats that he will not go back to jail. This case is still fluid and any assistance the public can provide would be greatly appreciated. Anyone with information on Stout's current location is urged to contact the U.S. Marshals Service. WVOW Logan. Nine people were hurt, three adults and six students total, when the press box at Wayne High School's softball field partially collapsed during a game Saturday afternoon. Students injured were all players from Wayne Middle School. According to Wayne County Superintendent Todd Alexander, they were not playing in the game, but were watching two other teams competing in a countywide middle school softball tournament. EMS was quickly on the scene to transport victims to nearby hospitals after the floor of the press box fell out from the building. Alexander said it appeared all victims were released with the exception of one student who required overnight observation. That student has since been released. According to the superintendent, inspectors have evaluated that press box. They blame the collapse of the flooring on a broken header. Softball tournament was canceled. Today is swearing-in day for the city of Logan. Logan conducted their general election back on April 4th. The mayor and all the council members were uncontested in that election. And according to city manager Amber Miller Belcher, she also served as ballot commissioner for the elections. Twelve votes were cast in that election. Belcher said the town did save money by opening just one precinct instead of two. Traditionally, City Hall and the Pride Building on the East End served as polling locations. That East End location was closed. Um, we usually have voting here and at East End. So by eliminating that, we save the city about $10,000. Mayor Serafino Noletti and the council, consisting of Brandon Picklesimer, Ken Lee, Jay Mullins, Donna Willis, and Keno Muncie will be sworn in today at 3 o'clock this afternoon at Logan City Hall. The town of Chapmanville and Mann elections are scheduled for June 13th. Members of the local 175 of the Teamsters Union continued to deliver Coke products to stores even without a contract. The hope is the gesture will change Coca-Cola's position. The union rejected the latest contract offer and authorized a strike. Contract expired last week, but members decided to hold off on an actual walkout. Teamsters local president Ken Hall said there's a history with the company of making unacceptable final offers, but soon after coming back to the table with what the union had originally sought and working out the contract. He says similar situations occurred and amicable resolutions were reached with contracts that were settled in past years between the Teamsters and company in Bluefield, Parkersburg, and Clarksburg. Hall said so far that hasn't happened in Charleston with the 175 that covers workers in Charleston and Logan. Hall said rank-and-file members were also reluctant to do anything that would disrupt Coca-Cola customers in the region. Our members are the ones that are out there on the street every day servicing these customers, and they have a great relationship with the managers of the stores, with the employees in the stores. 
they, they care about that. They don't want to jeopardize that relationship, so they're trying as hard as they can to to, to keep from uh, affecting the customers. All said the attitude won't last long. Members are prepared to make good on that strike if they have to. A federal jury convicted a law enforcement officer for child sex trafficking and obstruction. Four days, a jury listened to a case of 57-year-old Larry Allen Clay Jr. of Fayetteville accused of sex trafficking a 17-year-old female. Jurors found Clay guilty. U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of West Virginia, Will Thompson, laid out the charges during a press conference Friday. The jury ended up finding the defendant guilty of conspiracy to engage in sex trafficking of a minor via coercion, sex trafficking of a minor uh, by coercion times two, and two counts of obstruction of justice. He faces a statutory penalty of 15 years to life. Clay will also have to register as a sex offender. Co-defendant in the case, Kristen Naylor Legg, she pled guilty to conspiracy to engage in sex trafficking back in 2021. Naylor Leg faces up to life in prison as well. She will be sentenced on May 11th and will also be required to register as a sex offender. Clay was employed by both the Fayette County Sheriff's Department as a deputy and with the Golly Bridge Police Department where he was police chief. Chapmanville Regional High School's Performing Arts Department opened the SpongeBob musical over the weekend. Chapmanville High has put on other shows including Into the Woods and Little Shop of Horrors. According to choir director at Chapmanville, Charles Wallace says SpongeBob was a natural pick for a fun musical everyone is familiar with. SpongeBob is the uh, modern-day Looney Tunes. Kids grew up with SpongeBob. He's part of meme culture and everywhere. He's just it's just everywhere with it. The show runs for another weekend. Showtime's at 7 o'clock Friday and Saturday night, a 3 o'clock matinee on Sunday. Wallace said community theater is where entertainment starts for everyone. Make sure just to come down and support the arts in our schools. Because this, this is where entertainment is born and continues on. Today marks 24 years since SpongeBob debuted. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Knoll, and we are seeing quite the rainy and cold start to our work week over the cold fields of West Virginia. High temperatures for today only in the lower 50s, and unfortunately, it's going to stay in the lower 50s for tomorrow as well. Chance for rain showers are going to continue overnight tonight. Morning lows like they'll only be in the upper 30s and low 40s to start off our Tuesday. But we have some good news. Once we start looking at the end of the week, nicer weather will be moving in. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. The cold fields start the day with the morning news. Capito says it's important to get the Mountain Valley pipeline done. We're going to keep the foot on the pedal for MVP as we move through permitting reform. Uh, MVP was not attached on the House bill, but I wouldn't take that necessarily as any kind of lack of support. Whenever possible, Capito says permitting responsibilities should be pushed to the states which know their own needs. The morning news, weekdays, starting at 6 a.m. on WVOW. 